Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Talking to Nobody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. This is the first episode of 2019. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Holla. We've been a little busy. We've uh, just been working tirelessly on Talking to Nobody, the podcast and the Instagram page, and just trying to get everything up and running for the new year. Yeah, so sorry for the delay. We just wanted to make the first episode the best it could be, and we also just took a little time for ourselves to just kind of refresh refresh that wasn't you know what i mean yeah <laughs> to relax and just take some time to take care of ourselves that that's one of my i don't really believe in new year's resolutions i just believe in resolutions in general and in setting new goals at any point in the year but one of my resolutions is to focus more on self-care and I think that's what we've been doing, you know, the past couple weeks. And now we're just excited and we feel refreshed and ready to produce new episodes, get some new people on the show. And yeah, I think this will be a great episode to kick off 2019. I have a, my life story, I think, goes along with New Year's Day very well. Uh, I talk a little bit about my father who passed away on New Year's Day when I was 14 and don't worry it's not a, it's not a super sad episode we, we, I tried to you know make it very uplifting but I do kind of touch base on what that was like to go through losing him on what people deem as like a very important day of the year but I just really want to emphasize that when I do talk about my father's passing it's all in a way to honor him and hopefully just shed light on the topic of suicide and prevent future suicides from happening you know I love my dad very much and he was just very he just got to a very dark place and it was just too late to help him get out of that and I just want to prevent anyone else from ever getting to that point so I you know forgive him and I forgive myself and I forgive anyone who may have been holding grudges against me or anyone I just really want to emphasize that uh, before going into the episode so yeah I I created this podcast in honor of my father the the name talking to nobody is a way to honor him and I, I used my last name and his last name and yeah I don't know I just really wanted to <laughs> emphasize that before getting into this I really miss my dad and I know 
that he would want me to move on with my life and live it to the fullest. And I'm doing everything I can to prevent others from feeling the way he did. So, yeah. Be mindful while you're listening. We did record this on New Year's Eve. So we do make some references to New Year's Day. And if you are still hungover from then, great job. You went hard on New Year's yeah, and little, you deserve it. A little too hard. Yeah. So, um, but no, whenever you're listening to this, even if it's like months from now, um, just know that it's never too late to set new goals for yourself. I highly encourage you to do that whenever you feel you need to. You know, if you're feeling you need to make a shift in your life or your mindset you don't need to wait for the new year to do it yes it's a good excuse to do it but you you don't need that you know you're you have the strength and the ability within yourself to change your life whenever you want to if it's a fucking tuesday you wake up you're like i need to maybe eat a little healthier or take a little bit more time for my mental health then just just do it don't wait for a specific day and yeah, we're just excited for this new year of podcast episodes and new guests. And again, we mentioned this on the show. If you're interested in being on the show, please reach out to us. We don't want it to only be people we know. I mean, I love having people I know on the show, but I would love to branch out and meet new people. So you can email us, talking to nobody podcast at outlook.com. And we want to hear your story. We want to know what inspires you, how you got through the hard times in your life, and what you're up to next. So, yeah, thank you so much for everyone who's listened so far. Please let us know what you think. If you like it, share it. If you don't, oh well. (laughs) So thank you for tuning in again this week to listen to another great episode of Talking to Nobody. Talking to nobody So you want to be somebody Hey Zane, thanks for coming on to the show. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it's your show. Excited but, you know, to be here. It's your show, but thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah, yeah any times yeah anytime <laughs> every week how about next week okay yeah what are you, what are you doing Tune next week next week what are you doing next week yep you available i'm always available i have no life really this is my this podcast is now my life but that's kind of a good thing no no it's it's an amazing thing i'm very grateful that since everyone's been talking about oh what i did this year yeah what i did this year was started a podcast and I'm really proud of myself and you and everyone that's helped make it possible and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, well you should be. It's uh, it's turned out to be something spectacular and Thank it's really you. taking off and a lot of people seem to be interested and you're getting really good feedback. So you should be very proud. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, so if you guys haven't caught on yet, I'm this week's guest. Zane is our guest this week. Ooh, Ooh that, Nathan that would make Nathan Mitzi the host. Oh, I know all those girls out there are gonna love having a sexy australian i'm the captain of this ship now oh gosh we're gonna sink for sure you're in trouble (laughs) talking to nobody is crashing yep 
pretty much. So that right, means, right. is it the same name though? Would it be Mitzi and a nobody? <laughs> yeah, Mitzi and a nobody. Sure. Yeah, see, yeah. it doesn't sound as good. You're fired. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Ouch. All right. So, uh, Captain, take it away. I shall. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Zero pressure. So, let's start off with how you start off every show. You talk about people's star signs and horoscopes. And yours would be Capricorn. Yep. Because your birthday was two days ago. Two days ago. Whoa. Whoa so happy birthday. Hopefully you had a good time. It sucked. <laughs> oh, wow. No, uh, quickly, Nathan gave me a great birthday. He, I won't go into the whole thing, but he just gave me a really special day and I really went out of his way to just make it an awesome day for me and involved a lot of different things that I like, like balloons and breakfast in bed and I got a massage and I got to play with monkeys. I got to play with monkeys. Okay, sorry, can we just like have a little sidestep? Yeah. So I love animals. When I was little, before I wanted to be an actress, I wanted to be a veterinarian. And then I realized like, oh, you might have to sometimes put animals down. So once I realized that, I decided, nope, I am not gonna be (laughs) a vet, I cannot do that. Also, I don't like reptiles. But I've always loved monkeys. Like I used to watch Animal Planet when I was little and I loved the show Zabumafu. And so anyway, so Nathan knows that I love monkeys. (laughs) And he found this place, you guys should check it out. It's called Animal Tracks Inc. And it's up in, where is it? Uh, Malibu? No, it's Agua... It's Agua, near Vasquez Rocks. Agua Dulce, I think, or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just like right next to uh, Vasquez Rocks, just past Santa Clarita. Yeah, and it's this place where... And they're, they're all rescued animals. So, anyways, yeah, so they have these, like, capuchin monkeys there and, like, all different types of monkeys that, you know, some of them either used to be, like, movie animals or they're rescued animals, and they give them a home and give them a purpose. And so we got to go, and... These monkeys were like on the table and they would jump on your shoulder and that's just the dream. Yeah, anyways, I just, I loved it. I love monkeys, I want a monkey so bad. So after the monkeys, we went home and I got ready, put on a very pretty dress. And Nathan took me to, this is turning into an episode about how great you are. Hey. And you did this on purpose. <laughs> oh, twisted. Ugh, no, um, he does deserve like all the praise in the world. He took me to Yamashiro, which is this beautiful Japanese restaurant on yeah. top of a hill. Great place. If you Hollywood. haven't gone there, definitely check it out. Definitely it's check really it out. Awesome. Like, I mean, it's definitely expensive. So maybe for a special occasion, uh, for an anniversary, Valentine's Day, a Tuesday, if you have money. Uh, and it has like a beautiful um, garden right in the middle of the restaurant. And they sometimes... They'll film movies there if they want it to look like they're in Japan. I got a filet mignon. It was amazing. And yeah, Nathan just made it a really, really special day. So thank you so much. I'm not going to cry. The highlight was definitely the monkeys. Well, it sounds like this Nathan guy is uh, pretty awesome. He's all right. He tends to make every situation about him, though. Wait a minute. That's not true. This is my episode. (laughs) Okay, so before we go on, we're talking about Capricorns. Oh, right, Capricorn. why don't you tell everybody what your favorite drink is? This is what we're drinking on the show. As you all know, on Talking to Nobody, I always have to Yeah, they know. They listen to the show. Well, maybe this is their first episode. You don't know. Well, this is a bad episode. Go listen to the first (laughs) one because I'm on it. It's all about me. Anyway, so you get to drink your favorite drink when you're on the show. And my favorite drink is an old-fashioned, and we're not 
drinking that. Mm. Believe it or not, we should be because it's my damn episode. But no, we, for the sake of time and money, we're just drinking some good old White Claw. It's this spiked sparkling water drink and it's like not a lot of calories. And anyways, it's really good, really refreshing. And yeah, <laughs> so that's what we're drinking. They are very tasty and we love White Claws. We also love Old Fashioned, so either mm -hmm. one would have worked. Yeah. All right, now, now we're going to get back on track with Capricorn traits. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? I'm going to do it differently. You normally start with strengths. You're going to start with weaknesses. Let's go with the weaknesses. That sounds like something Let's do the low points of Capricorns, huh? I mean, there's probably only, like, one. <laughs> <laughs> they talk so, uh, one of your weaknesses is know-it-all. Would you say you're a know-it-all, Zane? Uh, in my head. Like, I don't express that to others but like sometimes if somebody's talking and i know they're like either full of shit or or they're acting like a no a know-it-all in my head i'll be like no that's not right no yeah cause so i'm not like rude about it two know-it-alls don't make it right do <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> uh then this, this episode's gonna be full of bad the dads. next so yeah it's gonna be horrible <laughs> so the next weakness is unforgiving Oh, I, yeah, I mean... Do you hold a grudge? Yeah, I, I've been known to hold grudges. I think it's just because, like, I love people so deeply, and if they hurt me, it's, like, really, really hard for me to get that out of my head. Hmm. You know, like, it, it's, like, always in the back of my mind. And so, yeah, I, I would say that, that I'm trying to get better about that, but, yeah, I need to work on that more. Cool. Well, the next one is condescending. Would you say I'm condescending? Yes, very condescending. What the fuck? <laughs> and, no, I. Mm, Do in tell. my head. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, so it's all in your head. So in that doesn't count head. if it's all in your head. I try. I try to be nice. And another one is expecting the worst. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I. You I, definitely. I, do I struggle. That. I struggle with anxiety, and I feel like because of that. Yeah, so they say, like, if you suffer from depression, it means you struggle with, like, living in the past, and anxiety is, like, constantly living in the future, and I feel like that's very true about myself. I'm always worried about, like, the next thing I have to do. Uh, what was the trait again? It was expecting the worst. Expecting the worst, yeah. So I'm, like, I worry a lot if, you know, I say something to you and maybe you don't text me back or like anybody a friend or something like I'm already thinking like oh my gosh they hate me I did something wrong and I my head just spins as opposed to thinking about it logically like oh maybe they're just peeing or something yeah so yeah yeah I think my I think that's true yeah you know you have a fear of saying certain things or or with things that you do say you fear that you said the wrong thing mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I also, I feel like I need to get better about thinking before I speak. Mm. And that would probably prevent that fear yeah. more, you know? Well, again, fear is false evidence appearing real. Right, so. exactly. So, yeah. working on it. Working on it. All right, so now let's let's go through the strengths. Yeah. It says you're responsible. Oh, very responsible. Yeah, we're, we're doing this instead of going out, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're doing this on New Year's. Happy I mean, New Year's, everybody. Happy New Year's. Recording this episode instead of partying your ass off. Yeah, going crazy. I'm responsible. Uh, it says you're disciplined. Yeah, so disciplined. I was a gymnast like my whole life until I was 14. So not your whole life. 
Okay. <laughs> no, I don't so up until I was 14, I was a gymnast, and I mean, I had a very strict Russian gymnastics teacher, and I feel, not not because of that, but yeah, I just, I was always on a disciplined routine because of that, and I feel like I just incorporated that into my life, so yeah, I would say that's very true. Cool. And then another one says you're self-controlled. Self-controlled. I, yes. I, I believe I have self-control. Like, I... I mean, everyone has their moments when they maybe fly a little off the handle and go a little too far, but I feel like because I've had, you know, one or two of those moments, I am now able to remind myself of those moments and never go too far anymore. Like, I never get super drunk Mm. or, you know... Well, that's not true. Okay, well... What happened on Christmas Day? Unless I go to, you know... Party where there's free alcohol, then that's different. No, that was just because I didn't eat enough, and I should. Oh, uh, excuses, I, excuses. Eh? <laughs> that's what you say right here on weaknesses. Doesn't doesn't take ownership. No, no, I did. I yeah, but it was Christmas. Okay, everybody has their moment, but for the most part, I think I have a pretty. I'm pretty self-controlled. Cool. Yeah. Well, Capricorn likes. This is one thing that shows up. It says uh, family, tradition music and quality craftsmanship yes they're all true yeah i, w- so I like, would say so i love i mean i love my family yeah so much what was the second tradition that is so on point because yeah that's you to a t i i love um especially like family traditions christmas time is one of my favorite times of the year not because i'm religious i consider myself more spiritual but we have so many Christmas traditions, me and my mom especially, and I just really look forward to those every year. Not just at Christmas time, but yeah, if anything, it's kind of like when you have a tradition with someone, it's like your inside joke or something. And that that just really makes me happy when I have traditions with friends or people. Yeah, so this one I found particularly funny. I'm just going to keep it in just for the sake of it. So it says Capricorn dislikes. And it it just has one. But it is to the point. It says almost everything at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that that I feel like was just outstanding. And, you know, maybe I'll start reading horoscopes. Because they... Mine, I I feel like I'm a true Capricorn. I just think it's it's on point. Everything's on point. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a moment where you're, I'm yours, not like you. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All the time. All the time. What is your lucky number? Seven. I've said that on like five episodes, and I apologize for really? that. Yeah. See. Oh, now who's all the other episodes about? <laughs> all right. So it says your lucky number is one, four, eight, ten, thirteen, and twenty-six. So, not seven. Not seven. What website are you looking Everything at? Everything but you seven. You use the book. No, I don't have access well, to the book. Well, this website's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it wrong? Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you picked the wrong I mean, lucky the numbers. I numbers are always like hit or miss. It's like when you get those things out of a fortune cookie and it says your lucky numbers. Those are never true. <laughs> so, so, are you saying that horoscopes now and star signs are uh, like a fortune cookie? No, just the lucky numbers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to go into some celebrities who are also Capricorns. We're just going to run through a few of them. So John Legend. Woo-woo. If you're a fan of him. Yeah. He's pretty solid. Huge fan. Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, you know, you can't go wrong with a bit of Denzel. 
Bradley. Is that one movie with him that I love, Training Day or something? I don't know. I haven't seen that one. Something. Maybe that's somebody else. Anyways, go on. Another one is Bradley Cooper. Yes! One of my faves! Yeah, killing it. Eddie Redmayne. Yes! Solid. Really talented actors. Yeah, some like solid people. So Kate Middleton. It's a sign. Kate Middleton is another one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's the uh, Duchess of Cambridge. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Liam Hemsworth. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. He just married Miley. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. So, you're uh, listening to my podcast. Congrats if you're listening. <laughs> totally. Kate Moss. Oh, yeah. Kate Moss. Michelle Obama. Whoop, whoop. Oh, my gosh. That means so much to me. <laughs> Betty White. Yes. Funny, talented people. And another one, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. So you wow. got pretty good. Well, and Ted Danson from The Good Place. Oh, and really? Cheers. Yeah. Wow, just doing my job for me. Okay. Well, I just saw that on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> you know, why not? Wow, that made that really boosted my self-esteem. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, notable people in that yeah, list. Yeah, I have to live up to the other Capricorns. Yeah, no pressure. My peeps, God, Michelle Obama. That's yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. <laughs> Let's talk about the podcast for a second. Let's start off with that. Why not? Why don't we? Nobody. Talking to nobody. Why did you create the podcast? What inspired you to create the podcast? I just really like talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I have uh, my own cleaning business. So I just do it on the side while I'm also um, auditioning and things like that. But yeah, I clean a lot. And I used to listen to music. I still do sometimes. But there was one day where I was just kind of over it you know I had listened to the same songs and the same playlist and I just wanted to change it up so I thought oh maybe I'll listen to a podcast so I started listening to podcasts armchair expert for one with Dax Shepard I I love that show I think it's it's great yeah it's a great podcast yeah and um, also I work at the Den Meditation and Tall, the owner, she has Den Talks which is the podcast part of the Den and so I listened to that super inspirational But what I was noticing was the majority of the people on the podcasts were celebrities or people who are already known, you know, they've done the work and they've kind of achieved the the status that they want to be at. Yeah. And I mean, of course, they're still working hard, but they're, they've just kind of already got where they wanted to go. And I think that's great. But then I was thinking, you know, for someone like me, who's in the struggle right now, you know, who who's not quite where they want to be, but they're on their way. I thought, I want to hear from somebody like me, you know, because that that's more relatable for a person who is not a somebody yet. You know, I was like, I want to hear from the nobodies. So I was having tea with a friend one day and I was telling him that I was like, I would love to start a podcast interviewing, you know, the underdogs out there, the nobodies. And he was like, shout out to my friend Parker. He was like, just do it. He's like, start a podcast. And that day I went home and I even told you, I said, I, I want to start a podcast. And yeah, that's where the idea came from. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You bring a lot of people hope who may have lost their hope or lost their passion mm-hmm. or their drive to chase after their goals and chase after their dreams. So I think it's a really great thing, this podcast, and, and you're really making everybody else believe that it is attainable. Thank you. So, yeah. That, that's all I want, you know. I, I want to speak to the, the people out there who 
yeah, might have, they're at the end of their rope, you know, and, and they've lost all hope, or they feel like they're really alone, and I just want them to know that they're not, you know, I feel like loneliness causes depression and sadness and causes people to give up, but it's like, if you, if you're listening to somebody else's story that might be similar to yours, or maybe it's not, but it, it's just a story of, of hope and, and overcoming obstacles that that might make you decide to not give up so, yeah it's really great yeah it's awesome thank you well i know that you're such a huge fan of dax shepherd because that's all you do now <laughs> is, I, i'm obsessed it's just that. you come home and talk about armchair expert or you talk about what kirsten bell did or something else well kirsten bell is just i mean they're just a power couple and not that i'm like oh i want to be them because no i i want to be my own person but they're just really inspire me because i mean kristen bell she she does so much good she does like uh, this bar saves lives it's like um a uh, protein bar and part of the proceeds goes to like feed children um in need anyway so i just think that they both just do a lot of good and and that's what i want to be you know they're celebrities who they're using their fame for, as a platform to help others they're not just like you know sitting in their piles of money and playing around in it you know <laughs> they're they're actually giving back and that's what I and you don't need to have money to do that you know but you can do that now like I'm trying to do as much as I can now but it's just great to see people who have yeah just people who have like you said who have that platform who yeah. are already able to give their knowledge that they've learned along the way or, you know, give, share some of their wisdom mm-hmm. and help out those people. Yeah, use so. their resources to give up to others yeah, instead I feel of like, just keeping it for themselves. Yeah, I feel like that's really important as, you know, really selfless, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, just yeah. share what you know. And they don't do it for the praise. Like, I'm not, you know, saying that that's, that's why they're doing it or I'm promoting them for that reason. I just... Noted, and there's so many, so many other celebrities out there that that do are doing great things. I'm just using them as an example because she's my girl crush, and <laughs> and I love Dax's podcast. It, honestly, if I hadn't started listening to Armchair Expert, I wouldn't have started the show. Yeah, so, that's really awesome. Yeah. Well, they inspired you, and now so, I want to inspire so somebody else. So now you want to inspire it's somebody exactly, else. So. It's just like you just want to pass it down and pass the torch. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to do. Ignite passion good. in people. Yeah, awesome. Well, if anybody is feeling inspired from listening to Talking to Nobody yet, or maybe not even inspired, maybe you're just feeling something different that you never felt before, or you are having a hard time or anything, send us send us an email. Send Talking to Nobody, send them an email. Yeah, um, Cool, yeah. You can also find Talking to Nobody on Instagram yep. and Facebook. Uh, I haven't done Facebook yet. Oh, okay. I should. I've just been. Wow, hate Facebook. I'm okay, not we see it. To Whoa, push you just it you just much. lost a lot of listeners. <laughs> they go on now. <laughs> Sorry, all, all the Facebook fans out. No, I just didn't want to like blow people up with it. Yeah. I totally already have, but. No, that's cool. Yeah. You know. But yeah, so if you do want to just talk to somebody, or you are interested in being on the show, I want to hear from you, please. Like I. It, this and I've mentioned this a few times. This isn't a show just for actors. I mean, it's been quite a few actors recently, but I and people that I know as well. But I would love to hear from somebody I don't really know. Like I, I want to use this as 
a way to also meet new people, you know, yeah. and, and hear and hear your story and, and what you're up to. And even if you just, you know, need a friend or you want a free drink, you get a free drink when you're on the show. <laughs> That's Sometimes it. Sometimes I you bring know. my dog, too. Even if you just want to plug whatever you're doing, you know. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're in a TV show right now. You're in a theater production or you're you're creating a new you dress, a you know. Stand. You, like, <laughs> you got a lemonade stand. What? Cool. You know, that's, that's pretty, pretty like, crazy to go for a lemonade stand. Yeah, I want to be on a podcast so I can promote my, promote lemonade. my lemonade stand. Hey, you know what? It's next you level. Start, so I had a lemonade stand when I was a little girl. I never did that. We don't, you never did that? No, they don't really do that in Australia. Really? No. What? What, do you, what else do you sell? Like, fucking meat <laughs> <Just> beer. <laughs> yeah. We got beer stands. You got, like, a five-year-old selling beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just do, yeah, beer stands, alcohol yeah, stands. I feel like I would have made so much more money if I sold beer. Damn it. See? Yeah, you should have done spike lemonade. Yeah. Oh. That's what you Next, we'll have our kids do that's that. What, <laughs> that's what parents aren't teaching kids. you got to capitalize on that. Yes, yeah, seriously. Let's go, people. Capitalism. Let's do it. Uh, so let's also talk about you just recently signed with a manager company, agency. Mm-hmm. Let me talk about that. Yeah. Yes. How is that going? Who are they? So they are Hollywood original talent. I don't know if I'm allowed to say their actual names on here. <laughs> uh, so I won't, but... But yeah, I, I signed with them shortly after I graduated from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Yeah, and that, that was a big goal for me. I, I really wanted to, that, that was like first on my list when I graduated was, okay, I'm going to start submitting to agencies right away. And I, you know, came up with a very professional cover letter, headshots, you know, I made sure I just had everything I needed and just sent it. Like there's this book that you can get that has all the agencies in LA. And I started from the A's and I just started submitting like, and I finally got to the H's and I I heard back from a few, but I actually got an interview for them and they're great. And I, you know, nothing big has come my way yet, but- It's coming. It's coming, yeah, yeah. I like, you can't, let that get you down if it doesn't that because i mean i'm telling this to myself mostly i can be a very impatient person especially in traffic but (laughs) like i i just it's because i'm so passionate i have all this passion and i just want to just want to be an actor and and do it now like i know i can do it and do a great job but i also need to realize like it's just part of the process it's part of the journey and you can't rush it because maybe my perfect role isn't out there right now you know maybe somebody's still writing it and for me i would rather do quality work as opposed to quantity yes work yeah so i i do have to remind myself that a lot when i'm like getting discouraged and not booking gigs or whatever but but yeah i mean you know well that was was some callbacks that's good nice yeah well that was a good thing that you put it is you don't want to rush it, no. you know, and, and it's not that you're saying you don't want to be persistent and you don't want to go after the big things yet, Right. but you can only do so much Exactly. as an individual. And you and know when you're doing everything yeah, you can. Yeah, everything you in your power, you know, you're not going to go and knock down the doors of Steven Spielberg to say, put me in your movie. Put me in your movie! <laughs> you know, so... I mean, if I knew where he lived, Yeah, so that's the thing. That's I, I feel like that's key thing that everybody needs to take Patience, away from that. persistence. Exactly. Yes. You yeah. know, you have to have those together combined exactly. or else you know, you're not going to achieve what you want to achieve. You're acting as I your want, primary yeah. <laughs> primary career. Right. 
I do not How? want to be a cleaner or a lemonade stand. Really? <laughs> really? Wow, that's shock. Maybe we got the wrong guest. I don't know, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to uh, talk to the producer. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> How young were you when you wanted to become an actor? So my family, on my mom's side, they were always involved in the theater. My grandparents, they worked at a local theater in Anderson, Indiana, where I was born. And they were always like directing or music directing or starring. My mom was a ballerina, you know, so everybody on that side was very into performing in all different aspects. And yeah, so I, I grew up doing dance. And I love that. I was a tap dancer, you know, then I got into gymnastics. So I I loved dance and I loved gymnastics, but I wasn't in love with them. But I always loved putting on little shows. You know, I, I can remember like putting on little plays with my Barbies or I just making up little skits and directing my little sister or whatever. And then when I got into, I think it was middle school, I started doing this little you know theater troupe after school and you know, I got a really small role in the first play and then the next play I think we did we did Susical the musical oh cool and I, I think I was in like seventh grade and I was Gertrude McFuzz and you don't even know who that is but she's not oh, great but I know it's about yeah, Cat in the Hat yeah, yeah it's about, <laughs> well it's about like all the Dr. Seuss books anyway so and I and I just loved it and I didn't even really care if I was good at it or not I just remember that I was like obsessed with with being on stage and getting notes like e even at like 13 years old I was constantly just like taking notes and I had always loved movies and musicals like that that was my main love at first was musical theater and I still love musical theater but I just was always so drawn to to the stage that, yeah. that's really how it started was was being on stage so was there many acting opportunities in Indiana at the time or no. Like, I know you were still young and you were still yeah, slowly breaking into that scene, but yeah. how was it for you? Like, was it there just a lot of, like, school productions? Was it community productions? Yeah, so, um, when my, after my father passed away, when I was 14, I moved to Florida, and the high school that I went to, Countryside High School, they had a really amazing theater department cool and that was that was in florida that was in okay florida. so there wasn't much in indiana before no no no, the, psh, no i mean like mm. like i said in middle school i did like a little church after school troop but that was really just for fun i mean yeah. I, I loved it but i was still young i guess and anyway so yeah then when i went to high school i got involved into with the theater department and i remember it, it wasn't, like, freshmen didn't usually get cast in the shows. It, you usually have to be, like, sophomore through senior to get cast in the musical. But the director came in and auditioned, like, the freshman musical theater class, and I, I got in, and I was one of, uh, there were only, like, I think three or four of us that got into it. And then I just remember there was this one girl, and, and I was just a part of the ensemble, like the dancers in the background. And I remember there was this one girl who was one of the lead roles, and she just had the best facial expressions ever. And I just, like, always, my eyes were just drawn to her whenever she was on stage. And I was like, I want that. Like, I want people to look at me the most. And that's so, like, <laughs> selfish. But no, I mean, and I no, love cool. Jim Carrey. And anyway, so I got really involved in, or I loved being in the ensemble because it was an opportunity for me to create my own 
little character and I'd write like a little bio for my character that didn't even have any lines and I just would try to come up with like the best facial expressions you know and then people like noticed me and the aunts were like hey like I saw you in the back but you were really great yeah and so yeah anyway so I was very involved with musical theater in high school and I did a couple straight plays, like I was this blind girl one time, and oh. and then I was, um, I did Trixie the Teen Detective, and I was, I was Trixie, and I don't know, like, I, I love musical theater, but I, I was always the ensemble, you know, like I was never, I mean, I was the cat in the hat, my senior year, in school again, but I, I knew I wasn't the best singer still to this day like I love singing but I know I'm not the best but acting I just felt like wow this is something that like I'm I'm pretty good at and and I love it and anytime I had a role I just remember no matter how big or how small it was I did so much research on it so yeah I don't know high, high school was was great yeah well I'll definitely vouch for that that you are a very talented actor yeah. and I love watching you perform and you. you always bring something new and interesting to the character that I never would have thought about or somebody else never would have thought about to bring. You just, you find these little details and these little nuances that just enhance the character that you're playing, which is phenomenal. Thank and you. Yeah. Thanks for noticing. I think that those little details comes from the, the work, the research, you know, like I, I try to do, and even before I went to college for acting and learned the importance of doing research, I just kind of always knew in my head like okay this is a whether it's a make-believe character like Gertrude McFuzz or you know something or somebody who's not even a real person like they're still a person and they or a character and they have a story and like I want to know what that is so I can fully step into their shoes and even in when I was just in the ensemble like I remember I was the ensemble in this show called Return to the Forbidden Planet which actually went to like we went to this big competition and I had like a little like lollipop and then another show I was in I had like a rosary and I was like a really like religious girl and I just always added like little things to bring the character more to life and I think that's where the the detail comes into my acting is I really try to completely tell their story yeah that's cool that's really awesome thanks yeah you inspire <laughs> a lot of people that way so it's oh, really thanks. cool I just love it well, you also did a uh, documentary, didn't you? You were also part of a documentary? I did, yeah. So it was my senior year of high school. I, I was, I'm not sure if I had already graduated, but it was around that time. I was 18. And this is, this was like fresh after just a really hard year in my life. There was this, there's this theater in my town, Ruth Eckerd Hall, and my director, Jared O'Rourke, he's one of my idols. Shout out to Jared. Shout out Jared. Yeah, he uh, he puts on this, he used to put on the show called Project Shattered Silence. And basically what it is, is it's a show where kids, like high school kids come and they tell their stories in, an, in a way that it could potentially inspire others. You know, they write it into a show form, you know, and they make their, their life stories into a theatrical performance. And he would sometimes, if kids had similar stories, like they lost a parent or they suffered from an eating disorder or something like that, they would put them together and they would create like a cool little 
basically like a one-person show. And he put it on into this big, into a full-length production. And the year that I was in it, it was like last minute too that I ended up being in the show. Like there's this big long questionnaire that you have to fill out. And he was like, look, if you can get this to me by tomorrow, you can be in the show. So I stayed up all night and filled it out. I was like, I'm going to be in the show. I'm going to be in the show. And the year that I was in it, it ended up like, uh, I forget which production it was. I think PBS, someone, um, you know, reached out to him and was like, we want to make this into a a documentary and put it on TV. And it was. And we ended up winning a a statewide Emmy for the documentary. It's called Project Shadow Silence. You can find it. But yeah, so, and my story was, I was with, I think, two other girls who had also lost a parent. And we did, we were the last little mini show of the full length show and we closed it and yeah it was just it was really it gave me a way to use my father's the story of my father's death use it in a way that could bring awareness to suicide and depression and hopefully inspire others who might be feeling that way to to not take their own life and to not give up but to maybe reconsider What's very brave of you, because that would have been a very hard time being so soon after your father's passing. Like, that would have been really difficult for you. It it was. I mean, my... So, to talk a little bit about that, if that's... Of course. Okay. Yeah, so, um, I... Long story short, when I was 14, my father committed suicide, and um, it was actually New Year's Day, (laughs) which is tomorrow, um, and yeah, I had spent New Year's Eve with him. It was a long story. Um, we had gotten into a fight New Year's Eve about a cell phone that I had gotten for Christmas for my mom. My parents are divorced. I mean, my mom had got me a cell phone and dad, you know, he just didn't want me to have it for many reasons. But anyways, it, it was mostly because like my stepdad at the time was really manipulative and he kind of brainwashed my my mom and to believe I mean brainwashed every, everybody around us that he was like a good person and I just think that they or he wanted me to have the phone to kind of like bribe me to move back in with them and my dad knew that like he saw through that and so when you know I was like oh daddy like I really want to keep this phone he wasn't mad at me you know but he was just he knew that the only reason my stepdad got me the phone was to try to get me to move back in with them and whatever. So, and my dad had struggled with dark thoughts and depression for a really long time, but he never really talked about it because I feel like back back then and also in his generation, talking about mental health was like really taboo. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't a big thing. It wasn't a big thing. And, and if you did struggle with these thoughts, like you just kept it to yourself. You know, because people might think you're crazy if you talk about it, or it, it just wasn't yeah. the norm. Yeah, to people talk would think then, yeah, you should probably go into an asylum or something. Right, exactly. And so, and my dad was such a wonderful, giving person. He was always trying to put people before himself, um, and he always kept his emotions inside. So, yeah, so, anyways, New Year's Eve, we got into, you know, an argument because I was 14. I wanted to keep this phone so badly and and then I just kind of secluded myself 
from him that whole evening. They were having like a mini birthday, New Year's Eve party for me. And I didn't join the party. I just like stayed in my room and sulked about this stupid phone. And the weird thing was he was like so happy all evening. He was socializing, which he, he never really did. He was a really quiet, melancholy guy. He was playing games and just very talkative. And he was, he's not a talkative guy. I mean, our last name's talking to him, but he did not bear that title at all. And then, you know, I remember I fell asleep on the couch and he came and like tapped me on the shoulder when everybody was gone and told me they need time to get to bed. And I think he said, I love you, but I don't quite remember. But he put his arms out to hug me and I just walked right past him. And the next morning I woke up and my stepmom was running around in a frenzy and telling my stepsister to like get up and watch our younger sister Chloe. And it was just, it was crazy. I can remember this morning like spot on. And um, you know, then we found him in the garage and he had hung himself wow. on New Year's Day. You know, a day that is supposed to be full of hope and new beginnings and fresh starts and those are like the same thing but you know what I mean like, yeah well maybe he thought in doing so that was his fresh start yeah you know, and, and yeah I never you never know what's going through somebody's mind no no when and they do these things or they have this pain inside of them that they don't know what to do with or how to control or to overcome so yeah I definitely don't think it was just you. Oh, no. And I know that now. No, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it is a really big issue. And I'm sorry that happened to you. Nobody should ever have to go through that. No, they they shouldn't. And, I mean, for a long time, because also he, when he was found, my cell phone that we had argued about the night before was crushed in pieces right where he was hanging. And because of that, my entire father's side of the family and my stepmom, everyone blamed me for him doing that. And, and I blamed myself for so long. And I mean, now, you know, some of my family members have, we have rekindled our, our relationship with each other and they have let that go and realize how that's not true at all how you know thinking it was my fault so we've definitely worked on that but for yeah for a long time people thought it was my fault and they thought it was something I said to him that night that set him off and for a long time I believed that myself so because of that I I went into a a state of depression and, and experienced my own dark thoughts and caused me to make a lot of bad decisions and do really harmful things to myself and my body and yeah so it, it was getting back to the documentary it was it was hard but I had recently went through my own suicide attempt and was not successful it was one night you know I for a long time I had sucked up all these feelings about my dad but then it, it about my senior year of high school, everything just kind of started just coming out in a very unhealthy behavior. And I just started doing, like I said, really harmful things. And um, I had been seeing a guy for a while. We weren't dating, you know, I just, I saw him as someone similar to my dad. 
and for some reason I just felt like it was my job to help him maybe because I had failed with my dad before I thought I failed with my dad um, so I was like I need to help this this boy so I just let him use me you know for love and affection and then I found out later that he was cheating on me with my best friend uh, at the time not not my real best friend <laughs> but yeah my best friend at the time and there was one night where I just you know took it too far I drank way too much I swallowed a bunch of pills and I was ready to do what he did and to end it and not because of the boy but that was just like the thing that set me off that was the icing on the cake and I was just like you know all the thoughts in my head were telling me, you know, it is your fault. You dis did this to your dad. You know, you couldn't even save your dad or this boy, you know. It's your fault. You did this. You, you deserve to not be here. And so I listened to it, and then I woke up. <laughs> and it was... It was a miracle, you know. I... Somebody must really fucking want me here. Because I woke up, and as soon as I woke up, I was like, I'm meant to be here, you know? I, this, is my, this is my second chance, and I'm not gonna mess it up, and I'm not gonna let it go to waste. So then I, you know, I did the documentary, and, and I didn't talk about this. I honestly didn't tell, haven't told many people that story until most recently when I did another one-person show at the Academy, um, which was both about my dad and about, you know, my story. Anyways, but the documentaries, that story was mostly about my dad and about forgiving yourself and knowing you're not alone. And the reason I was able to do it and have the strength and the courage to get on stage and tell my story was because I know that's why I'm here. I'm here, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm here because I am meant to help others and inspire them in any way I can and use my pain for good. And inspiring others is a way to repurpose the pain that I've experienced. And I don't want anyone no one should ever, ever have to feel that that's their only choice to take their own life because it's not worth it. It's just a temporary solution, you know, and there, there's help. There are people that want to listen to you. There are people that want to be your friend. There are people that want to love you. And that's why I started this podcast. That's why I did the documentary. That's why I wrote my one person show. It's because people need to know that there's hope. Well, personally, I'm extremely grateful. <laughs> and, and I'm so overcome with joy that your attempt wasn't successful. Me too. Woo. <laughs> you know, because you do have a purpose. And Everybody does. You haven't achieved it yet, but it's coming. You know, and you're on that right path and you're on the road. And like you were just saying, that if people are going through a hard time, depression... They are struggling, feeling like they're alone, feeling like nobody cares. We care. We care. We care. I don't care if I've never met you before, if you live halfway across the world. Nathan's from freaking Australia. 
<laughs> Shout out to Australia. Yeah, I, I mean, and in every state, every country, there is a suicide hotline. There are, you can be talking to someone in seconds that will just listen. I mean, that sometimes, yes, people don't know what to say. Like when, when my dad had just passed, everyone, not everyone, but a, a lot of people would be saying things like, oh, I, I know how you feel, or oh, it's gonna be okay. And I know that that just comes from the heart and they yeah. meant well with yeah. it, but... Also, sometimes people don't really know what to say exactly. in that sort of situation. Yeah. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like Sometimes people just don't know what to say, and that's okay. Sometimes I just need somebody to, li- to listen to me. you know. And it's okay if they don't say anything. Honestly, sometimes it's better if they don't say anything. It, but just knowing that someone is there and looking at you in your eyes and making you feel heard and showing that they support you, that could save somebody's life. That definitely saved my life. My best friend, Mackenzie, I'm going to try not to cry. My best friend, Mackenzie, was there for me all throughout high school, but especially my senior year when I was going through such a bad time mentally you know I I really isolated myself from from the theater department that I was so involved with and instead of my my old friends and my teacher reaching out and seeing like hey like what's going on like you've been acting really different instead of being there for me and, and trying to like show that they were there for me if I needed them they just brushed me off and, and started judging me. I remember I people would walk past me and just give me the shittiest looks. And Mackenzie was, she's my best friend to this day. She was the only one who was there for me. You know, with a, a few others, but especially shout out to her. She put up with a lot of my crazy shit. I did a lot of stupid stuff and I probably said a lot of hurtful things, but and that's all you need sometimes you just need one person and so i can honestly say she saved my life thank you mackenzie thank you so thank much you. i freaking love you you're a visionary <laughs> thank you so much yeah but yes if anybody is having any hard time reach out to us please talking to nobody instagram page we said the email a little bit earlier also our personal instagram pages mine's nathan c mitzi Send me a message. Hit me up. Yeah, mine is um, Zane E. So it's Z-A-N-I. I think it's three three or four E's. <laughs> Zane E. <laughs> you can message me, you know. Yeah, if you want to be anonymous, be anonymous. Yeah. You know, if, you just need, if you just need somebody to vent to. Yeah, freaking, if you want to bitch to me, bitch to me. I bitch all the time to Nathan. He listens to me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> somebody if, else is trying to take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, and that's... That's what we're trying to do with this show. It's it's not a pity party. It's not people coming on here and being like, oh, poor me, you know, my life sucks. No, it's people who have experienced loss and pain in their life, but they are choosing to rise above it and use it for good and to share with others because that that's what inspires me the most is learning from other people's personal experiences who are presenting it in an uplifting way. You know, I don't want a bunch of people on here who are just like, yeah, my life sucks, so yeah, that's me, feel sorry for me. No, we're not here to feel sorry for you. We're here to encourage you and share your story with the world so they can be inspired by it. 
yeah, that's it. Use your, that's what we're talking about. And that's all the guests you've had on the show already. Yeah, uh, oh my gosh, have amazing guests. Have had pain, have had struggle, have had hard times mm-hmm. that they've gone through. But they're using that as fuel to propel themselves into the future. Exactly. You know, and there's a, there's a great quote, I can't remember exactly who said it, but you yourself is like an arrow in a bow and arrow. And you get pulled back. You get pulled back, pulled back, pulled back until you get released at that right exact moment. It propels you, to you so much further in, in forward. Yeah. And that's what's happening with us. And that's why you can use that hardship and make something great out of it. Absolutely. Exact. No, that that's exactly right. I mean, with the whole bow and arrow thing, you and if anyone's seen the movie Inside Out, I know it's like a cheesy kids movie, <laughs> but in the movie, it it shows, it personifies the emotions. You know, specifically happiness, joy, and I think sadness. And it shows in the movie that you need sadness in order to experience joy. You know, if, if it was just joy, 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 happiness all the time, then we would take it for granted. And I, I'm not saying I've loved all of the pain that I've experienced in my life, but I am in a way grateful for it because it has toughened me up. It has made me appreciate the beautiful, happy moments in my life. And it's made me a stronger person. You know, it's made, it's made me who I am. And I think on Taryn's episode, she mentioned something about how if you're still struggling with something, it's because you haven't learned from it yet, you know? And, yeah, that was and, a great line. Yeah. yeah, and I'm totally butchering that quote. But yeah, it's basically meaning if you're still in a tough situation or you're still experiencing obstacles... It's just preparing you for what's to come. I mean, if I hadn't gone through everything I have in my life, I don't think I would be at the maturity level I am now. Not that I'm saying I'm super mature. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, it, it's just really made me grown up. But, yeah, and getting back to what you were saying about, you know, not just shriveling up and, and giving up, you know, it, it sounds cheesy, but... It does get better. I think we we say that all the time. Yeah, like all the been, time. There have been moments where my hairdresser Lindsay, shout out to Lindsay, she has a podcast too. It's called Her LA Story. But anyway, she she said something to me one time when I was just having a shit day. I think my car broke down, and just it was one thing after another. And she was like, "What I've learned, you know, at the end of the day, somehow, some way, it always works out." And that's so true. I know it sounds crazy, but there have been times where I've had no money and I really needed it for something, like a new tire or something. And somehow I've, I've gotten what I've needed. Or I've gotten the money I needed or the job I needed. Just somehow it's going to work out. You just have to not overreact in that moment, but just maybe take a second to just to breathe, you know, and just... I think what's really helped me is gratitude. Just taking a moment to, when you get stressed or when you're experiencing anxiety, just taking a moment and being like, okay, this moment is really stressful right now, but it's not gonna last forever. You know, what am I really grateful for right now? And you just name a few things, and before I know it, I'm, I'm not stressed anymore, you know? So I just have so much to be grateful for. Yeah. And, well, that's the thing. Just yeah. again, like we were saying before, just being persistent. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. just being just being persistent in your day to day life. Yeah. Just be persistent. Know what you want, and everything you do is is a step towards making that happen. Yeah. Try not to let the little things get you down. Yeah. Oh. And and do do your best to power through those big things. Mm-hmm. My mom always has small potatoes, like. Meaning like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, it's not it's not big potatoes. It's just small potatoes. Small potatoes. Yeah. Okay. In the broad scheme of like, I know that sounds like <laughs> Maybe it's an Indiana thing. Uh, yeah, potato. Uh, why why does it like, have to be potatoes? Why couldn't it be like... I don't remember the story behind it, but it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, like, eh, it doesn't really... In the broad scheme of life, does this traffic jam really matter? No. Are you... If you have a flat tire, can you get a new tire? Yeah, you can. Maybe um. not today. But well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, for That's... sure. I could ramble, so cut me off. Yes, uh, we <laughs> we are definitely seeing that. Now you said a little bit before. Yeah. That you went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Yep, so yep. that was another step to your acting career. Yes, big step. I'll try not to ramble about this. So I graduated high school in 2013. I believe why I'm old. Sure, I don't know why you're asking me, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I went to a school called Lisa McRae College in North Carolina. And I only went there for a semester. And the reason I went there is because my drama teacher in high school, that was her school. And she said, oh, like, it's such a great school. You got to go there. And I'm sure it was for her. You know, I, she's amazing. But I got there and it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I think the reason that I went there first was because like I said, my senior year of high school, I was not the best person and did a lot of stupid shit, like skip school. And well, mostly because I was working a billion jobs to pay my rent. But I just didn't do the best in school that year. So I thought the fact that I got into any college was a big deal. So I was like, this is the only college I'm going to get into. I have to go there just so I, I go to college because that was the thing. If you didn't go to college... Because that's the only college in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's the only one. Right. Well, and I mean, that was, <laughs> it was like if you didn't go to college fresh out of high school, people like judged you. And for some stupid reason, I cared about that. Ugly baby judges you. Yeah, the ugly baby was going to judge me. Um, so I went there. It just wasn't the, the it just wasn't what I wanted. It was a great school. It just wasn't for me. And it was cold. It was up in the mountains. I did meet some of the greatest friends I've ever met. But so I took a year off and saved a bunch of money then i auditioned for a school in new york called cap 21 musical theater conservatory new york shout out was that the big apple yeah yeah so we lived in long island and then is um, there just like a i just picture like a giant apple yeah we just like we live on an apple (laughs) there's just like one big apple the size of like mount everest (laughs) yeah and that's just there in new york pretty pretty tasty yeah just just everybody (laughs) just take a slice like as you're walking by you just take a bite is that why they call it the Big Apple? I don't know why they call it the Big Apple. Is there a Big Apple? There's not a Big Apple. What's so then? Who came up with this? Who came up with Big Apple? Yeah, if you know, send us a message. I guarantee, <laughs> that of course, it's going to be people I know. Yeah. We should just Google it. Um, you know, you should really know what the Big Apple is before you talk about it on your show. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a second. I'm international, so, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying he to learn. I live there. I don't I'm know. just That's trying to learn. I just, want, I just want to know if there's a giant apple the size of Mount Everest. I don't you know. think there's... Can I have a piece of the apple? Is it a red apple or is it green? <laughs> you know, I just, I need is some fruit. Is it Granny Smith? Or, like, I wonder. What, do you, you think apple. a company, like, grew it? No, I'm just wondering if New York is called the Big Apple, like, what kind of apple is it? That doesn't matter. Anyways, back to the story. <laughs> this is your fault while I ramble. I'm just, I just, I just had a question about, was there a Big Apple? 
Again, you're or is there multiple Big Apples? Like That's the only Big Apple. Like, is New York the place where the Big Apples come from? That's maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you know, please tell us. Please let us so know about this apple so uh, dilemma. About this topic <laughs> we just want to know about apples, you know? We're, I, I like apples. I'm a green apple girl. We're breaking down these theories yeah. one apple or at a time. green apple for loco flavor was always my fave. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, so I went, so I took a year off and then I still had it in my mind. Like I have to go to school. I have to go to school. Well, and also I wanted to go to school because I wanted to hone my craft as people say, I think that's so cheesy when people say that, but no, I, I wanted to just be the best that I could at my career path, you know, and I love learning and I just wanted to learn more and, and get better. So I was still thinking that musical theater was what I wanted to pursue. So I found a school in New York, Cap 21, and I auditioned for that. And so again, I moved myself up to New York and went there for a year and I thought it was amazing. You know, I thought, okay, I'm finally where I'm meant to be. And I was learning from the best of the best. It was a professional, musical theater program, my singing improved, we had ballet, voice lessons, everything I wanted. And I thought like, okay, yeah, this is, this is what I want. So then I go back for the summer to Florida and I plan to go back for my second year. And I was so excited and I get there, I get, I think a week into school and the, um, whoever, Dean, someone came to my door and told me I had to move out that night. Like, you have to leave your dorm room today. Wow, that's a little harsh. Yeah. I mean, it was because my loans didn't get approved. And it was a, it's a very expensive school. And... Um, Did you try paying in apples? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, they totally should have taken it. <laughs> Wait a second. Right? This is a rip-off. Uh, no, so they... My, loan, my student loans didn't get approved. And one of my friends, Katie, at the time flew to New York like that day we packed up I had a minivan at the time we packed up my minivan and which honestly worked out it always works out I had all my stuff and I had a big van why else would I have a van you know sell candy to kids that's my side that's, that's what you do with a big van that, oh you sell them apples <laughs> I, I gave up the lemonade sand and moved on to yeah candy you sell candy and slices of the big apple yeah caramel <laughs> But, so I was devastated. I, like, I really thought I'm finally where I'm meant to be. It was very discouraging. I had to move back to Florida. I felt like a failure because the town I lived in in Florida, shout out to Safety Harbor, is a very small, tight-knit community. Everyone knows each other. I worked, I think, at every single bar in that town. I cleaned everybody's house. Yeah, there's a lot of bars in that town. Yeah, a lot. It's a great... You should all check it out. It's, it's a great a bar town. It's a fun yeah. place to vacation to. <laughs> yeah, you can just walk from, like... Two doors down, there's going to be another bar that you can just go in yeah, and, and, and have a drink. And then know, two doors down, there's another one and another one. It, yeah, and I literally think I worked at one time almost every bar in that town. <laughs> and that's how I met everyone. But so everyone in that town is a huge supporter of mine, and I'm so grateful for that. But when I came back, I was going to have to go back to working at all those bars and cleaning all those houses. And I just felt like a failure. You know, and I mean, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't because the school kicked me out. It was because of money. Yeah, because those damn apples. Yeah, those freaking damn apples weren't selling. 
No, I the kids didn't want the candy. <laughs> but yeah, so I was devastated. And at the time, I just didn't understand. I was mad at the world because I was I tried so hard. I was just trying to get an education and be an actor and do what I love. And I had done everything right, you know? And so then I was like, okay. I was sad for a little bit, but then I knew I had to make a new plan. So what did I do? I went back to working all five of my jobs again, and which I was grateful for every opportunity that I was given to save money. But I, and I knew the next step was LA. I knew because like I said before, I love musical theater, but I just knew that I wasn't fit for it completely. Like maybe, you know, one day in the future when I have money for singing lessons and things like that. Yeah. And I would love to go back to it one day, but my passion had always been in acting. I love developing characters. I I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in a movie. I wanted to be in a movie that changes somebody's life. And because I I'm so influenced by by movies. The majority of my tattoos I got because of movies or TV shows. That really gave me hope when I needed it. And so I knew, okay, if I want to be an actor in a movie, I need to go to LA. So I took a year, worked a billion jobs, saved up a shit ton of money, and I auditioned for the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And I got a decent scholarship, which I would not have been able to go to that school without that. So I'm so grateful for that. And it was performance and academic based. And it's just so funny to me how everything always works out. Because if I hadn't had gone to the two other colleges, I wouldn't have gotten my grades up because my high school grades were terrible. Yeah, because so yeah, you were skipping school. I was doing very bad things, yeah. and which I don't do anymore. <laughs> I worked really hard on myself, you guys. Eat candy, kids, not drugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I, well, anyway. So that's a different podcast. But so I got, I was able to get really good grades at my two, co- two colleges before, so which got me a scholarship for the academy. And then, you know, I, w- I was able to improve my acting and performing skills because of those. So I got a scholarship for that. And if I hadn't had done that, like if I had just went from high school to the academy, I probably either one, wouldn't have gotten accepted two wouldn't have gotten scholarship opportunities so and plus i mean i had to save a lot of money to move myself out here so as anyone who's moved out to la knows it is not cheap yes it didn't it didn't happen when i wanted it to happen which is everyone wants everything of course immediately yeah but that's gonna be life nothing ever happens no when you want it to happen but it happened when i was ready for it to happen you know when I was mature enough to move myself out here, find an apartment, get a job, everything, and was financially ready to make that move. And when I was mentally stable enough, you know what I mean? I mean, fresh out of high school, I was still a sad little girl. (laughs) And I think I needed to live a little bit more, have more life experiences, go to New York, get trampled on, get told by my teachers you suck you need to work harder to get to where i am now you know so yeah so i got into the academy and well that's pretty good like you said straight out of high school like i'm still now a sad little girl 
<laughs> that's, well, Nathan, you, know, you need to wake up. <laughs> guys, guys, I just need some help. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, move to New York. It'll toughen you up like that. But I'm, then I'm a sad little girl in the big city with the big apple. <laughs> no, there's no apples there. What do you mean? There's not any. It's not. It's the big apple. Bagels. People go there for bagels and pizza. But then why isn't it called a big pizza? <laughs> that should show me. That's what it, I know. I have big slices. Come on. Oh, Dad, I, I just, we're finally in the big pizza. It's we're in the big true. pizza. That's where dreams come true. That does sound like Disneyland for adults. I'm right? just saying. So, anyways, the point is, I had to be patient, and I had to just, and I read. There's my favorite book is The Alchemist, and if you haven't read it, you totally should. It's a good book. And it's all I read it. about the journey and just enjoying where you are when you're there and not rushing through the journey because every milestone and obstacle that you hit you're meant to and it's all just leading you to in the book it's called your personal legend or you know as i believe it your your calling your destiny and i wouldn't be where i am if i hadn't gone through everything else along the way so just don't rush it be persistent work a billion jobs if you have to just don't give up. Yeah. Oh, it, I'm so glad I didn't give up. It'll happen. So now you talk about working a billion jobs. <laughs> what do you What do you do right now, Zane? Well, while you're pursuing your career in yes, acting, what do you do on the side? What you do, you have uh, besides, to Besides, yeah, besides the podcast, what yeah. else do you do? Well, that's for free. I'm not getting paid for that. <laughs> no, but I, I love it. Um, so I work at actually where we are right now. Pure Bar Hollywood. Pure Bar Hollywood, come Shout and out. take the classes. They will destroy you. Yes, Nathan. I've taken many, and <laughs> I'm still struggling. Yeah, <laughs> it's still a struggle, ladies and gentlemen. Like every time he takes it. Yeah, but it's a good sort. They uh, they don't take it easy on you, even though I beg them. <laughs> Please, leave me alone. Please. No, we just make it hard for you. You're actually pretty good at it, though. Uh, but yeah, so I I'm a Pure Bar instructor, and it's a fusion of bar and pilates a little bit of dance and i started it in florida then when i moved out here i really wanted to get more involved in it so i started working here at the front desk and eventually the owner expressed that she wanted me to become a teacher and i i love it you know it it's a way for me to inspire people as well and and, and in a different way through their fitness goals and what i love about pure bar is it's all you have to live in the moment when you're at Pure Bar, you cannot be thinking about what you have to do later. You have to think about what am I doing right now because the changes and the choreography and the movements are so, they change so quickly that you have to be paying attention. Well, that's all I'm thinking about in the moment is how sore these muscles are that <laughs> <laughs> I never knew I had. That's, that's all I think about in the moment. Yeah, but that's good, you know? It, it's is a it? challenging, it, it, it's a challenging workout that forces you to dig deep and so I do that, and you can take my class on Saturdays, noon and four, usually. Sometimes they change if I have auditions. Uh, I also still have a cleaning job. I have my own cleaning business, Insanely Clean. You can message me for my services. And um, I, I like cleaning, honestly. I'm like Monica from Friends. Mm. I just, I'm very OCD. So I like to use those crazy skills for money-making purposes. And I work at the Den Meditation. I am the lead studio assistant. I think that's my title there. <laughs> and I, I love it. it I, I'm, I've recently gotten more into meditation. I think that's such a great way to take care of your mental health and 
Yeah, it's great. So I do that. I babysit sometimes. Yeah, you do a lot. I walk dogs, uh, you know, and it's it's very humbling. That that's what I'll say. Mm. It's very humbling to work all these different jobs because you can't just come out to LA and immediately be the lead on a TV show or be. Well, you can, but maybe you just maybe get lucky. Right, not for everybody. Get lucky, but I I know that maybe my journey is meant to be a little different, and I know it will happen for me when. It's meant to, and I am. I'm doing. Uh, yes, sometimes I can be impatient, but at the end of the day, I know that I'm doing the work. I'm submitting. I have an agent. I look for opportunities as much as I can. You know, I, I go to the rinky-dink auditions yeah. <laughs> that you may not want to go to. I just I show up as much as I can, and so no, I haven't booked anything big yet, but that's okay because I'm on my way. And that's what this show is about. It's about the people who are on their way and doing the work. That's it. Yep. I completely agree. Yep, yep. So just uh, keep plugging away. Just keep doing it. Keep Keep working your little jobs that you don't keep like. Keep chugging along, and <laughs> if you find a big apple... Give it to Nathan. <laughs> give me the big <laughs> apple. Really you know. So, well, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing yeah. with us everything you share. Uh, we love listening to you every week. Uh, I know personally I do. And you like listening to my 12-year-old voice? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for the audience. That wasn't. No, please. I hear it all the time. Right. Enough. Saying, shh, no more talking. Okay? No, but we love listening to you and we love listening to the show and the questions that you ask everybody and you put this together every week and while you have all your other jobs going on at the same time and it's great to see you have everything in order even though you may not and i know you on the outside life like you have nothing in order no i'm a mess (laughs) but it it comes across as you have everything in order oh thank god i'm a good actress maybe i don't know we'll see (laughs) no thank you for saying that and noticing that this is one thing that i really look forward to every week and i want to give it my all because that that's what you should do no matter if it is your little shitty side job you should give it 110 percent because i'm grateful i have those shitty side jobs and i'm grateful that i can do this podcast and talk to new people every week and yeah it's it's a real blessing for me honestly um getting to hear people's stories and putting it out there for the world to hear so thank you for wanting to interview me of course <laughs> sorry course. i rambled no it was awesome Thanks. cool so now we're gonna do oh here we go another thing the part of the show that everybody knows or doesn't <laughs> no, it's either one <laughs> or the other Woo! i'm glad yeah, i'm glad right. you did it instead of me uh <laughs> no you have to do it now you have to sing it because you're the host this week whoa wait a second that's a lot of pressure on me you're the you wanted to be the host whoa 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 wait what or you can I quit. Can, I'm like, I'm going. I you quit. You can wrap it. See see ladies and gentlemen, I'm out. Bye. Uh done. You have to do it. No, 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 Don't I quit. A... <laughs> I won't say it. These are a few of Zane's favorite things. That was beautiful. Oh, thanks. Did you go to um the academy too? No. <laughs> no, I did, yes. So, favorite actress. Oh gosh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep? Yeah, solid. She is Phenomenal. She is everything I aspire to be. She can play any part, dramatic, comedic, whatever it is. 
she does her homework. And I love her. I also love, like I said, Kristen Bell. Uh, who else have I been really? The girl on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Rachel oh, Brosnahan. Yeah, I think yeah she's saying. killing it. She, we love that show. I want to be a role like that or something, you know. So, um, I'm drawing a blank, but. There's some good yeah, top ones. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely Meryl Streep. Favorite actor? Jim Carrey, Robin Williams. Um, and, you know, Jim Carrey gets a lot of hate lately. And I know his, his acting methods are different than mine, but he's still a legend in my mind. And that's why I love the Grinch and big facial expressions and just the work, yeah, that he puts into his characters and really brings them to life. So, but definitely Robin Williams. I mean, Robin Williams, such a tragic, you know, story there. My. I lost my train of thought. But, yeah, he, he's also phenomenal. He can play anything. He would have made an amazing Santa Claus. Why did no one ever make him Santa? I don't know. But Heath Ledger, A Night's Tale, to this day, I can go every line of that movie. But so. don't. But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I totally could. So, yeah, I, I, love, I love all of them. Johnny Depp, I think he does great characters as well. Uh, Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Probably my my top fave would be would be Tom Hanks. He he's another one that could that can do anything. He seems like just such a humble dude. I would love to just sit down and and talk to him about all the work he's done and cast away. I'll never get that performance out of my head. He just transformed. So yeah, Tom Hanks and Robin Williams are my top. Favorite movie? Oh, do I have to pick one? How many you got? Like a lot. No, we don't have long. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can go. You the can Grinch. go. Yeah, see. Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I do Grinch. I call them Grinch isms. They're like Grinch impressions every year for Christmas. You did one not too not too long ago. I did. We posted Ooh. one on Christmas Day. Go check it check out, guys. It out. All of them are on YouTube. All of them are on my Facebook. Yeah, I just I want to play a big, broad character like that one day. Uh, oh, Whiplash. Love Whiplash. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Star Wars, <laughs> like I know every word of Star Wars. Oh, some of my favorites. Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo is. I watch that movie when I'm sick because it's a really long movie and you can just throw it on. That just that story. A Night's Tale. Yeah, any superhero movie. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> my dog's name is Marvel. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Popcorn. Popcorn? Yeah, popcorn. Really? What kind of popcorn? Uh, like really buttery popcorn. Which is bad because I'm lactose intolerant. But like <laughs> movie theater butter with like lots of salt. I always bring extra salt into the theater. Pizza. Uh, Wait, I said favorite food. You can't have two. Oh, Sam. Okay. <laughs> okay, popcorn. I also popcorn. really like smart food popcorn. What? What is smart food popcorn? It's like the white cheddar popcorn. The brand is smart food. Oh. Yeah. We're not sponsored by them, but we okay. should be. I guess. We should also be sponsored by Invisalign. I'm really trying to get them to sponsor Why? us. Because I want to wear Invisalign. I had braces for two years. Now my teeth have moved. Invisalign. Sponsor us. Well, we could just knock out your teeth and then you don't need it. No. I That's probably cheaper. Probably. Yeah. But then I won't be an actor. Or I'll be like... Well, maybe you I'll could. I'll be the homeless woman yeah. in, in Sweeney Todd. There you go. Yeah. You could just be in horror movies. I don't think I'd be good at that. 
I think you'd be great at that. Why? Because I'm scary looking? Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. We love having you. Thanks for producing my podcast every week. I do my best. You do an amazing job. Thanks for listening to me talk. And yeah, at the end of the day, I just want to say <laughs> that rhymed. Just to anyone out there who feels like they're not good enough or they're alone or where they're at in their life right now is, you know, not where they want to be, you know, and or you haven't reached that level of success or fulfillment that you want to. Just realize that where you are right now is where you're meant to be. And just do everything you can in the moment that you're already in. And that will take all of your stress away, I promise. So just know that you are not alone, that you are enough, and you're beautiful, handsome, and capable of making your dreams come true. Whether your dream is to have a really successful lemonade slash apple stand, you can do that. So that's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfectly put. Thank you. Thank you. And now it's time for Game Time with Grammy, the part of the show where Grammy comes out and plays a little game. Hey, here we are. And okay. it, it is game time. Whoop, whoop. Not with Grammy, though. Yeah, Grammy had to take the night off because it is New Year's. Yeah, so she wanted to be with Grampy in cold-ass Indiana so they could have their New Year's Eve kiss. Sucks for her. Finally, Zane's turn. Then why do we play the game time with Grammy? It's just because it's fun. You just like to listen to it. Yeah, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be great. We're going to have a great time, even though Grammy's not here. Yeah. But she's going to be listening. Yes. And she'll know and what happens. And charging us. And yeah, she'll catch up next week. Yeah, she's praying and for our souls. We'll see. Whoa. <laughs> she's probably going to need to after this game. Yeah, for sure. All right, so this week we have a game called Theme Song Thinker. Theme Song Thinker. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, sure. So what we're going to do is you are going to have to guess, right? The theme song. Yes. We're going to play a TV show theme song. I'm going to be so good at this. It's going to be the instrumentals. Oh, okay. Can and I sing along? You can. Okay. If you know the song. Do I get extra points? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the way that works, we're going to play a theme song Yeah. that's instrumental of a TV show, and you're going to have to guess the TV show. Now, because it is New Year's, hmm? We thought, you know, why not celebrate or lose with <laughs> an alcoholic drink? So if you get the TV show wrong or you don't know the name of the TV show, you're going to have to take a shot of tequila. Tequila. Dun, dun, dun. Can we play that song every time we have to take a shot? Sure, yes. Okay. And if you get the TV show right, I'm going to have to take a shot of tequila. Oh, no. That's not What? No, I don't answer. Oh, wait, you this answer. is just for me? Yes. It's a game all for me? Yes. Oh, I'm so special. So, if you get them right, if you get them right, I take a shot of tequila. If you get them wrong, you take a shot of tequila. Okay. It's cool. I like it. Sounds solid. Yeah. Right? It's going to be great. fun. It's going to be Man, fun. Man, Grammy's 
now. Yeah, exactly. Grandma gets drunk really quick, though, so it's probably bad. I, I do, too, though. But wait a second, sports fans. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. There's a catch. I am the one who picked all the theme songs of the TV shows. So you made them really hard? So you didn't pick How I Met Your Mother and Friends, is what he's saying. We will see which ones I chose. Easy ones, not easy ones. Oh We're just going to have to play. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You Happy think you're ready? Happy New Year bottoms up. Okay. Happy New Year bottoms up. Bitches. I'm just really good at mocking Grandma's voice. All right. Are you ready? No. <laughs> so, the first theme song is... Oh, it's a Law and Order. Oh. Or CSI. Which one are you going to, Zane? Oh. You lock it in? Yeah. As your final answer? Yeah. Damn. I lose. It's right! Yeah, <laughs> I knew it! I didn't even watch that fucking show. Good job. Uh, <laughs> bottoms up. Uh, I feel like I should have chosen some different theme song. <laughs> but it's okay, you know? You thought since I don't watch it that I wouldn't get it. But yeah. I have friends that watch it. I've heard it before. Oh, uh, right. I feel like every actor sure starts on that freaking show. Anyways, take your shot! Anyway. Bottoms up, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Tequila. Woo. How was it? I mean, it's organic it's tequila nice. from Trader Joe's. It's solid, yeah. It's yeah. good tequila. It's, it's, yeah, good quality. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. I love Lucy. Oh, what is it? Bewitched. Oh, shit. Oh. Freaking, freaking frack. Stop looking at the I'm not, no, I swear I'm not looking. <laughs> okay, so shot time, Zane. I knew it sounded something like witchy. It, it was either like witchy or old. <laughs> well, it's both, so ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, all right. Oh, my gosh, our shot glasses literally say bottoms up. I didn't... Really? There, there's something rotten. Something rotten, if you haven't seen the show. It's so good. Go and check it out. Nathan took me last year for my Christmas birthday. Okay. Fuck. Here we go. Okay. Take a shot. Tequila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year. That's another one. Okay. I have a, I have a nice chaser of white cloth. Solid. Just mix it. Why not? Stay hydrated. Oh, gosh. Whatever. It's New Year's. Are you ready? Yeah. Number Mash is correct. Woo! <laughs> Holy shit! That was just a wild guess. Wow. I didn't even watch that show and I should. Got lucky My dad loved that from show. that one, didn't ya? Alright, so it's time. How about we just tell the audience I took the shot? No, I'm gonna tell the truth. He ha he's about to take the shot, so. But we're being responsible, everyone, don't worry. 
<laughs> Uber. Yeah, Uber. If you're out, well, actually, by the time you're listening to this, you will have already been out. Yeah, you so, would have already gone home, and I you're would, probably hungover. So. But I like to think that you took an Uber. Yes. To wherever, or a Lyft. Please um, be responsible. Yeah, pl- it's like it's not a joke. Drink, you know? drink as much as you want, and go as crazy as you want to go, but. No, don't drink as... Be Why? responsible. No, but Self-control. You can, you can still go crazy and still be responsible. So drink yeah, as much... He's the Australian. He can drink so much more than you. Don't listen to him. Take an Uber. Have two glasses. Go home. I'll teach you. Let's let's get Just drunk. Just take your shot! Let's get drunk together and I'll teach no, you. No, 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 no. I don't like getting drunk. I just like having a nice little bun. There is a method. I love wine. If there anyone is, wants to get me a belated birthday party. There is a method to my madness. Tequila. <laughs> Okay. Wow, that was whew, that was lucky. So, on to question number four. Okay. You're actually doing pretty good in this so far. Thank so. you, thanks. Yeah, I'm only one shot. I'm uh yeah, I'm not really happy with the way this <laughs> game is going right now. How many more are there? You know, we'll we'll see. Ah, oh, fudge nipples. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. That's all you get. Is that when I love Lucy? Is that your answer? Is that your answer? Golden Girls. I love Lucy. Is none of those? No. What was it? I Dream of Jeannie. I've never heard of that. How have you never heard of I Dream of Jeannie? Is that an Australian show? No. Nathan. That is an American show. I grew up watching Disney Channel and... I Dream of Jeannie. Come on. I don't... Take the shot then. Oh my gosh! I don't. You pick. You know me, so you deliberately pick shows that I don't know. Exactly. I never thought you'd get this mash. Is, this is crap. I. Mm, you guessed mash. How did you guess mash grim, and not I Dream of Genie? Honestly, I only said mash because you mentioned it the other day. Guys, she's not even doing half a shot, and she's pouring some back in the bottle. Stop. I'm being self-control. I have self-control. This is enough. Okay, trust me. She just. I'm a lightweight. So. We're shot. gonna go home and make some gouda. Not gouda. Goat cheese queso. I'm so excited. We? Oui. Yeah, you're making it. <laughs> exactly. That's what I said. We? Oui. Okay, so Nathan, he makes a really good goat cheese queso. And he's gonna make it. I'll clean it up though, don't worry. That's kind of our thing. Take the shot. Oh, fudge. Tequila. Bottoms up. Down the hatch. <laughs> nice. Not even a lie or fault. Nothing. Ugh. Okay. We are doing it bareback. Is that what they call it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll stop crawling. Now it is. Stop. Why do you keep looking in the in the mirror? Honestly, so, I just like looking at so, myself. <laughs> guys, sh- we're in the Pure Bar Studio where it's got mirrors on two we're of the We're not walls. making a mess, I promise. And Vanessa, if you're listening. Zane is cheating. I totally am not. I'm not a cheater. In like the I play fair. I am competitive as shit, but I. She likes to win. I loved. I'm like Monica. Exactly. I mentioned that. I also cuss a lot. I apologize. So she'll cheat. That's my mom. So she'll cheat to win. No, no. I I play fair, but I win. I've never <laughs> cheated once. I've beat my grandpa Monopoly and card games before, and he thought I cheated, but I didn't. Pretty sure you cheated. No. 
I, I'm trying to think if I've ever that's, that's, cheated on a game. That's a slogan of uh, cheaters. Hmm. No. <laughs> that's it. That's like, that's like the cheaters slogan, isn't it? No. no. <laughs> I don't cheat. No. 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 no I, literally, I am Monica, you guys. How many times did she say no just then? Play the next friggin' thing. <laughs> All right, we're going in the next song. Ready? Okay. Bye. Pink Panther. Pink Panther. You have to take a shot. Ha, 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 ha. How come How I Met Your Mother and Friends is not on here? Oh, that one didn't, didn't go as planned. Have you seen Pink Panther? Uh, no. I never watched that show. Damn it. I know. I'm sorry. My my mom raised me on Pink Panther. Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Pink Panther was on Disney Channel. Exa- I'm saying. I... But then, how do you know Pink Panther? Because everyone knows Pink Panther, and plus, I've seen the movie. I haven't even seen the movie with Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched it. Yet. Brilliant. Also, another brilliant. I gotta watch it. Actor. Oh yeah, he does a great uh, stand-up show with uh, Martin Short. It's on Netflix. So fantastic. They're Go check it out, hilarious. guys. hilarious. I mean, amazing. Funniest guys. Yeah, they talk about their uh, beginnings in show business and how they were in a movie together. What was it? The Three Amigos, I think it was, with Chevy Chase? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was in that. That's mm-hmm. what it was called. And, you know, Martin Short talks about how he met Frank Sinatra and all these other crazy people. So, Frankie. It's, yeah, it's a great show. Go and check it out. It's on Netflix. I forget what it's called, but Steve Martin and Martin Short. Two of the greats. Bottoms up. This is this is for you, gentlemen. Bottoms up. Yeah, this is for Martin and Short. Tequila. You okay? Doing good. Plugging away. Moving on. Chugging. All right. We got another one. I don't like these. These ones aren't gonna be. Beanie. These are towards me. Uh-huh. All right. Somebody else should have made this game. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, is that a challenge? Mm, I, we don't have time. <laughs> but I totally care. I think maybe the audience the, wants to hear this, though. Uh, maybe not the whole song, but definitely like the first few verses. If you want to hear it, I'll freaking do it. I have a nice little buzz, so I might mess up. A buzz? You've only had like two shots now. I told you I'm a lightweight. I keep pouring more into my shot glass. That's, That's, isn't that the hard. problem? Like, when, once you start getting drunk, you just start. Yeah, you're like, fuck it, more. pour it. Yeah. Yeah, you lose like all sense of. You get more courageous. Yeah. Yeah. We really do. I, but I'm the opposite because of my self-control. Oh my god, she's perfect, people. No, oh, I just had a lot of bad, drunken experiences that I never want to relive. One involved St. Patrick's Day waking up. Anyways, we won't go there. That's a whole podcast. That's a different, like, all of that, my... That, that could be a life, podcast episode in itself. No, really, all of my, like, eye-opening experiences because of drugs or alcohol could be... Or boys, like, or it's an entirely other podcast episode, which if you want to hear it, we'll do it, but not now. Take your shot. Tequila. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 